Welcome to PwC Canada's CEO Viewpoints podcast series, where we'll be discussing key themes from PwC's 25th Global Annual CEO Survey. Thanks for being with us as we take a closer look at the top challenges Canadian CEOs are facing. Today, we'll focus on how CEOs are addressing and prioritizing cybersecurity. I'm Richard Wilson. I'm a partner in our cybersecurity, privacy, and financial crime practice here at PwC Canada. I'm thrilled to be joined today by Andrani Bhutani D'Souza. She's the president and CEO at Lexicon Energy, which is a hardworking, very well-run local distribution power company here in Ontario. Andrani, welcome. So glad to have you here to speak with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here as well. For our listeners, I'm going to ask Andrani for her insights on the role of a CEO for managing and governing cybersecurity, how to engage the board, and building and maintaining trust with stakeholders. Andrani, let's jump right into it. It's the fifth consecutive year that our annual CEO survey shows that cybersecurity is the most serious threat to growth among Canadian executives. In fact, over half of CEOs say that they are either very or extremely worried about cybersecurity threats that could harm their business. The fact that it's been listed as a top threat for so many years speaks to the complexity of securing organizations against attacks. Alexicon, for instance, has IT systems, power operational systems, customer data, vendors, partners. It's a really complex environment. So can you share your perspective as a CEO on how leaders should be thinking about cybersecurity? Should CEOs still be concerned? It's such a great question, and it ties directly to the fact that we're a digital and knowledge-based economy now more than ever before. Digitalization and the knowledge-based economy is a key driver to economic prosperity for our organization as well as organizations across our country and, frankly, globally. But with that ongoing shift and reliance on digital tools and technologies, all CEOs, myself included, are looking at our digitalization efforts, but at the same time needing to be extremely vigilant about the emphasis that we place on risk mitigation as such pertains to cyber crime events. And when it comes to working with our board of directors who obviously oversee the governance uh, and risk uh, profile of the organization, it's clear that this is a central area of concern for our board of directors as well. And obviously for me and the executives in my organization and frankly for our entire organization, this is a central item in terms of being able to safely deliver electricity to our customers reliably and continuously in order to continue to serve our customers' needs. So it's central to our business goals and it's a focus of our business strategy. But when we consider the the question that you've asked me as why do CEOs need to consider this or why is it a forefront concern? I think part of this is because we need to understand what a good framework for cybersecurity looks like and how to break it down into its respective elements in order to then systematically address the risks, how to measure where you are on a baseline, and then how to evaluate when you make investments that are cybersecurity related, that you're actually achieving risk mitigation and the outcomes that you intend to. So ultimately, you know, when I think of cybersecurity, it's but one more risk, uh, one more business problem. It's not different from, not entirely different from labor relations or asset management in the context of an electric LDC or an electric utility. 
but it's a problem that needs to be broken down into its parts and then addressed and solved. And so from a CEO perspective, obviously we handle strategic problems every day, but the bigger challenge when it comes to cybersecurity is that on top of handling the systematic uh, approach and breaking down the elements, there's also a major factor that other technical issues don't have, and that is that there's a strong human element to this. So that makes cybersecurity not only more fluid or dynamic, but also more elusive in terms of how you address it. Generally speaking, when you've got a technology-based problem, you're able to systematically address it, but then you need to introduce the human factor as well. And then the challenge from this technology-based threat is that nefarious actors are also continuously evolving their means and mode of attack. So generally speaking, when it comes to asset management, for instance, I know what the aging of my assets is, and so I can put together a plan and make the investment in order to address that risk and mitigate bad or negative outcomes. When it comes to cybersecurity, I can define what the challenge is or what the cyber risk is and make the investments. But once I've solved that problem, there's likely five more, only three of which I probably know about, and two others of which I still need to wait for somebody to have experienced the unfortunate outcome of a cyber attack in order for us to know what those challenges are. And then as I touched upon the human element, obviously we also make investments in training our people. It's a top of mind training item for our organization, not dissimilar from investing in training for how we safely undertake activities in the field or how we do equity, diversity, and inclusion training. I mean, the list goes on. It's one more training element, but we're reliant from an interaction with technology standpoint for all the humans, so all of our wonderful employees, to remember their training and to be able to act with that training in mind all the time. And uh, when it comes to cybersecurity and the cyber threats, often the threat is so benign that it's difficult for people to actually distinguish that something is a threat to the organization. So vigilance is key, but that's the reason I would say that it's at the forefront of concerns of CEOs, that it's completely strategic, it's investment-based. We can address it systematically, but then we also need to recognize that the risk is constantly changing, and then there's a human aspect to this that it's difficult to account for entirely. Amazing. I would encourage anybody who's listening to the podcast who comes from a technical background to rewind and listen to exactly what was just said, because that is how a CEO thinks about cybersecurity. There were no three-letter acronyms. We didn't get deep dive into all the technologies we're buying. I loved how you frame that as a strategic, system, uh, systematic way of knocking it down. And that, that to me, is, is exactly the way that um, you know an informed organization will do it. So love that. You talked a lot about risk and, you know, risks associated with cybercrime can have a pretty major impact on a company's operations, on its reputation, building trust or eroding trust, certainly its finances, even sustainability. So there's a lot of different impacts that we see for this. And so it's important, as you just mentioned, to apply a top-down strategy to cybersecurity. There are a lot of stakeholders involved. So in this context, how do you perceive the role of CEO when it comes to cybersecurity amongst all the other stakeholders that are that are also performing a role? You know, it's such an interesting question, and I appreciate that you 
called out the fact that I didn't use TLAs or three-letter acronyms, <laughs> probably because I would get them wrong. But I think, in fact, the role of the CEO with respect to cybersecurity almost ties to that not being technical or jargony in my approach in any event. I don't think my approach as a CEO is any different from my approach to any other investment or problem that I need to address or show leadership on or provide strategic oversight to for the organization. Cybersecurity is but one more strategic issue. It's very heavily risk-based. And I think from our enterprise risk management framework, it is currently listed and has been for the last several years as the top risk to the organization. But it is but one more issue. So we manage a number of risks in any event. But I would say that a few things are slightly different from a CEO standpoint when it comes to cybercrime and cybersecurity. And I think the single biggest one is education, not only educating myself and my executive team, but then also educating my board of directors. Everybody hears about cybersecurity and it's it's certainly a, it's more than just a buzzword, but it is certainly a buzz topic when it comes to boards of directors and where directors think that they need to be placing their oversight and emphasis. But the education piece there does tie quite centrally to what's the risk tolerance of the organization. And so that's where I think there's a confluence between education and uh, evaluation of risk, as well as evaluation of investment, because this item requires continuous education, monitoring, measurement, and then trajectory for outcomes. So what are the improvements that we've achieved and to what level or what extent are we willing to go? And so the thing that keeps me up at night when it comes to cybersecurity is have I adequately educated my team and my board of directors because we work collaboratively to mitigate the risk to the organization? And then have we balanced the needs of the customers and the organization in terms of the level of investment that we need to make? Because as anybody who's delved at all into investing in cybersecurity preparedness and risk mitigation would know, you can throw millions of dollars at this and many organizations do, but at the end of the day, the coffers are only so deep and there are other initiatives that need to be addressed as well. So I would say that when it comes to my role, it's as much about education as it is about partnership between the executive team, so between management and the board of directors to ensure that we are all comfortable with understanding the kinds of risks that we're facing and the level of investment, meaning is it a sufficient enough level of investment in order to mitigate the potential of a cybersecurity event? It's a complex role, clearly. The way that you set the tone, set the culture, and try to get everybody into lockstep into what sounds like a very practical, sensible way of, of addressing it gets rid of some of the, the the fear and the chaos that can surround it if you're not careful. So that sounds like a really appropriate way to go. For you to make the right decisions as a CEO, you know, with cybercrime continually present, you've got to stay informed with trends and threats. But you also have to stay connected to your security leaders and partners. One obviously important connection point you mentioned was your board. And they, of course, are concerned with how organizations are managing risk. So give us your best advice. How can you effectively engage with and seek the support from your directors for your cybersecurity program? 
I think that's an excellent question. And at the end of the day, when it comes to the board of directors, I think, uh, and I seem to be breaking this all down into, well, it's all kind of run of the mill, everything that we do from a CEO perspective or board perspective, this is just one more issue. And I don't mean to oversimplify it, but I do think that it's critical when you're considering how you interact with a board of directors. You know, we often say certainly in corporate culture that you need to speak a common language. And that's not dissimilar from the common language that you need to speak with your board of directors or the approach that you need to take with your board of directors, which is understanding the language that resonates with them. So when I'm considering the areas that my board or any board tends to focus on. It's certainly on strategy. It's on corporate performance. It's on risk and obviously enterprise risk management and mitigation, and then reputation. So when you take those four pillars or four areas, the topic of cybersecurity is highly technical. And we've spoken earlier in the podcast about how the approach that I'm sharing with you isn't laden with technical jargon, not just because I'm not the technical expert, if you'll forgive that double negative, but more so because it's an issue like any other that needs to be broken down simply in order for people to understand a very technical topic. And so that technical topic needs to be translated into the language of the board of directors. So strategy, performance, risk mitigation, and reputation. And I mean, in that case, when you break down cybersecurity into seven or eight items, for each of those potential items, you can assess the level of risk and the investment that, as a collective, you're willing to make within an agreed-upon timeframe. So that means that we're evaluating what the cyber risk is to the organization or what we estimate it to be, and then we're agreeing on the appropriate amount of risk that we're willing to bear. So, you know, the counterpoint to that is how much risk do we need to mitigate versus how much will we continue to carry? Because based on that, then you have an agreed upon financial budget, resources, human, of course, and then a time frame within which to achieve that risk mitigation target. I mean, the worst thing that you can do to a board of directors, I think, is anchor this topic in techno speak so that then they can't approach it, they don't understand it. But then if something were to go awry, the board isn't in a position to say, you fully apprised us and we were able to absorb it and we felt comfortable with the direction in which you were going and we could support it. I think in the world of cybersecurity, it's integral that you have the support of your board, the understanding of your board, and that you're in lockstep about the level of risk mitigation. That sounds like a um, picture-perfect way to engage a board without getting into the technical details that we've seen happen so often. And and I can see how that would be really effective. It really is speaking their language. Indrani, there's been a common leadership theme in recent years that I've certainly observed around transparency and trust. You hear it all the time. You know, CEOs have stressed the importance of building trust with their stakeholders and they're concerned about what the potential impact of cybersecurity as an incident would be on these relationships, you know, particularly with their employees and with their customers. So who are your key stakeholders and how do you build and maintain that essential and valuable trust with them as it relates to cybersecurity? As you know, as 
a municipally owned local distribution company, we have a myriad of key stakeholders. But again, I consider cybersecurity in the same way that I consider probably our single most uh, deeply held value, and that's of safety and wellness, which is top of mind to any electricity president and CEO. And so I think of cybersecurity in the same way as safety and wellness, that it is fundamental and that it is on us to protect the financial health of our employees, customers, and partners, the privacy of my employees, customers, and partners, as well as the physical well-being of our employees, our customers, and our partners. Effectively, what we're doing, which utilities have done for years, is build a a culture of safety and safety-based or safety and wellness-based now as we're in 2022. Here, with respect to cybersecurity, we're layering on top of that a culture of security. So where we all play our part in securing the system, and the system is as much our physical distribution assets, because our grid is tied into technology, but also our IT-based or digital assets for which we all have to be vigilant. And we need to be concerned about the safety levels, both of humans from a safety and wellness standpoint and cyber safety from a security culture standpoint. That trust is a two-way street, as it is with safety and wellness. We need vigilance by employees. We need our partners who we work with to want to and need to protect themselves and their assets as well. This is very much a team sport, and we need to work collaboratively together. And that the trust uh, is built upon everybody doing their part and bringing their best approach to the security culture. So it's important for us to have transparency with customers when it relates to collecting their data and the usage of that data. Obviously, we can use their data for the business purposes for which it's intended and not for any other purpose beyond that. And then we all need to be taking a systematic approach. It can't be frenetic. And that's true of, if I play back to the parallel of safety, we have processes and protocols in place in order for people to safely work in the field with our distribution system assets in order to manage our grid. The same approach is true of managing within a security culture or managing cybersecurity. We need to take away the fear, the uncertainty, and the doubt. And when you imbibe a pragmatic approach, then it's possible for everybody to work collaboratively and for that trust to be developed and sustained. And when you do that, I think the ultimate outcome is that, and it ties back to some of the points that I've articulated earlier in our discussion, that then you're in a position where your board of directors, as they are a key stakeholder, are comfortable with or can support the level of cyber risk that the organization bears. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our discussion. Andrani, thank you so much for taking the time to share your strategies and your unique CEO level perspectives with us. You've clearly thought this topic through and you know managing stakeholders and building trust is not easy, but you clearly have some good techniques for doing that. So thank you for sharing those. I'd also like to thank our listeners for tuning in with us today. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast series to hear about the new episodes as they're released. I'm Richard Wilson, and I'll catch you on the next episode of CEO Viewpoints.